Hey FPO family, this is James Hurd. Thank you for tuning in for another midweek meditation. It is October now, and so as we look at our FPO Bible reading plan, we are looking at Joshua and Ephesians. We're finishing Psalm 119. We're reading more of the New Testament. But one of the other things that we are doing in our Bible reading plan in the month of October is that we actually have a scripture memory from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. It's up at the top of your little bookmark if you've gotten it. And so I wanted to actually take some time at the beginning of this month to look at this scripture memory verse that we have. You're probably familiar with the verse. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Why would we do scripture memory? Why would we take any time to memorize scripture? Well, there's a proverb, Proverbs 4.23, that says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. When we memorize scripture, what we're doing is we're actually putting God's word deep into our hearts. And so in the moments that are tough and in the moments when we have to make difficult decisions, what flows out of our hearts is God's word itself. It prepares us to live this life that we are living on earth. But why would we memorize 2 Corinthians 5.21? If I could put it simply, I would put it this way. You need this verse. You need to have this deeply rooted in your heart. But more than that, you need this verse to be true. In the moments when you find yourself questioning whether God loves you because you are looking at your sin, whether a new one that you've committed a pattern that's been recently revealed to you. Maybe it's an old sin that is still, you've still got some guilt creeping up on your life and in your mind sometimes. That moment when you are doubting whether God loves you because of your sin, that is what this verse is for. It's for that moment in order to help recapture your mind and tell you what is actually true. Because 2 Corinthians 5 is all about reconciliation. Reconciliation is actually one of the words that the Bible uses to talk about salvation. Maybe you've never noticed that there are different words for salvation. Maybe you have. But each one of these words has a different context, and so they teach us something different about how and why and what for God has saved us. Right, Justification is all about our legal salvation. That in the courtroom of God, we are counted righteous and not sinful. Then there's also that word adoption that you see in Ephesians chapter 1, which is about how how we have been saved out of the world and into God's family. We've been adopted. Right, The word redemption is all about being bought with a price, and that price is the blood of Christ. But reconciliation is all about salvation in terms of friendship with God. When you have a good friend, you're close to that friend. If you have troubles with that friend and you uh, 
smooth over and fix some of the conflict between you, you have been reconciled. And so 2 Corinthians 5 is about how God has reconciled us to himself. It is about, it's about how God has made us friends of God. And amazingly, in verse 18 of this chapter, we see that it was God who reconciled us to himself. God has done the work. God has initiated. God has done all of it. In verse 21, this memory verse for this month, this verse is telling you about how, like the means by which God has reconciled you, Christian. The means is that Christ has died to pay for your sins. God cannot be friends with anybody who is sinful because he's holy. But if our sins are paid for, and if Christ's perfect righteousness is given to us that we are counted righteous, well, that means that God can be close friends with us. That we can inhabit the same space, that we can know each other deeply because we have been called righteous. We have been made friends with God. So Christian, when you are tempted to doubt whether God loves you, preach this verse to yourself. God loves you and is not holding your sin against you because Christ has already dealt with your sin. Right? What that means is that in the Father's eternal plan of redemption, before you were born, before you had ever sinned, He actually planned for Jesus to pay for your sins so that he can reconcile you to himself. Or maybe to take away some of those Christianese terms, God the Father planned for Jesus to pay for your sins so that in the moment when you are doubting whether he loves you, God can prove to you that he actually loved you first. And he has no reason to let you go. Because when he looks at you, he sees righteousness. Righteousness that Christ has given to you. There's this really marvelous paragraph in Martin Luther's Freedom of a Christian. And I'll conclude with this short paragraph. Here he calls it the Great Exchange. And here's Luther's own words. Who can even begin to appreciate what this royal marriage means? Or who can comprehend the riches of this glorious grace? Christ, the rich and divine bridegroom, marries this poor, wicked whore, redeems her from all her evil, and adorns her with all of his goodness. It is now impossible for her sins to destroy her, for they are laid on Christ and swallowed up by him. She has her righteousness in Christ, her husband, which she now can boast is her very own. She can set this righteousness of Christ over against all of her sins. And in the face of death and hell, say with confidence, if I have sinned, nevertheless, the one in whom I trust, my Christ, has not sinned. 
Through our marriage, all that is his is mine, and all that is mine is his. Brothers and sisters, FPO family, the reason you can know in the face of death and hell that God the Father loves you is that for your sake, God the Father made Christ the Son to be sin, though he knew no sin, so that in Christ you and I might become the righteousness of God. Amen. I hope you have a great week. I hope this meditation finds you well. And I hope that more than anything else, your appreciation for the love of the Lord is stirred because His love is never going anywhere for you.